1: to uniquely perform his good uh, and am I work within trying us. To, to Listen please Pastor people? Rander continues.
2: Underline that. That's in the Bible. You're not going to get anywhere pleasing people. Not because of who they are, what they are, what they got, where they been. <laughs> they sinners just like you. They ain't de- saving just like you. Am I trying to be pleased people? That's in the text. If I was still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. Beloved, Whose servant are you? Are you trying to gain approval from people by serving them, or are you serving Christ and doing his will? The Gospel of John, chapter 6, verse 38 says, For I have come down from heaven not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. Beloved, if Jesus did the will of people, It would have distracted him from his earthly mission of going to the cross and dying to save sinners had he become distracted. You cannot be still until you refocus and refuse to seek the approval of people. People don't have a heaven or hell to send you to. Your approval should come from God. You cannot be still until you refocus and refuse to seek the approval of people and seek to please Christ. Be mindful, if you are not discerning, listen at this, be mindful, if you are not discerning, Satan can gradually and subtly shift your focus from serving Christ to serving good causes and people that have no kingdom purpose at all. Acts 5.29 says, but Peter and the apostles replied, we must obey God rather than any human authority. Our allegiance is to God. Let's transition and then we'll be done. Why is being still before the Lord so valuable? Why is being still before the Lord? Now you want to have the best year ever? I dare you. I triple dare you. I quadruple dare you to take this word and say, Lord, help me to apply every word of this in my life for the purpose of transformation and Godward direction. And what you have the best year ever. What you have the best year. This is a spiritual prescription for having the best year ever. Why is being still before the Lord so valuable? Number one, the more you sit in God's presence, the more you delight in his word. The more you sit in God's presence, the more you delight in his word. Psalm chapter 1 verse 2 says but his delight is in the law of the Lord and in his law he meditates day and night. When you genuinely love God, it is a sheer delight to come into his presence and meditate on the law of God which removes stress. Meditating on the law of God, on this book, the law of God, it brings in peace. When you meditate on the law of God, it brings relief, it brings divine guidance. This book will bring healing. It's your blessed assurance. It will bring God's peace and God's purpose in your life. It's all in this book. When is the last time you read it? And how much do you read it? And when do you meditate on it? I was walking out the doctor's office the other day and the guy saw this book. He said, Well, that's a good book. I said, Just a good book. I said, This is a supreme book. This is the law of God, it's, it's God's divine compass, it is the road map to heaven. It's not just a good book. It's the supreme, superior, supernatural book of all books because it's the book that God wrote. Beloved, the word of God, when read, the word of God, when applied, helps us to achieve our spiritual life goals. Did you get that, young folk? And I'm going to tell you something. You older folk in here, don't you dare give up living because you're old. You have purpose. Yeah, you say, "Oh, You call me old? Yeah, old. David said, I once was young, but now I'm old. You're not seasoned. Stop playing with yourself. You are old. When you stand up, you go snap, snap, crackle, pop. You grunt. Just grit, reach down, the oh. Because you're old. It's not easy anymore. But God has left you here because there's more for you to do. God ain't through with you. Because if he were, you'd be out of here. You'd be out of here. Beloved, the word of God, when read and applied, helps us to achieve our spiritual life goals. It also brings relief from pressure relief from emotional stress, the word of God, this book, if you read it, believe it, and receive it, it will lift depression, it will ease your pain, and it will calm a troubled mind. This world can go crazy, folk can go suicidal, having all kinds of fits, and God just keep you together. He holds you in the palm of his hand, and he refused to allow you to lose it because you He's your refuge. Why is being still before the Lord so valuable? Number two, what makes being still before the Lord so valuable is that it reveals to us where we have been wrong. Now, that's a strange insight. (gasps) I don't think I ever said this insight like this before in my ministry. And I looked at the text and it just it just glared out at me. Some folk can ever say they'll say. They'll say anything before they say, I'm wrong. I was wrong. I wish I could do that over again. I was wrong. I messed that up. You know what? I've learned from that. Forgive me. I'm moving forward and move on. what makes being still before the Lord so valuable is that it reveals to us where we have been wrong. You say, where is that scripture that you're so excited about? Job 6, 24. It says, "Teach me, and I will be quiet. Show me where I have been wrong." You know, before you say you're wrong, you give all kind of excuses. You duck, dodge, hide, (laughs) give every kind of reason instead of saying, "I messed up and I was wrong." Beloved, none of us are perfect, and even with our best intentions, we still fall short, we still make mistakes, we will be misunderstood, and sometimes we are just outright wrong. We cannot fall under conviction of our wrongdoing if we are loud, if we are sneaky, if we talk too much. You can't acknowledge your wrong if you're a busybody. And always getting into stuff. We have to learn the discipline of just being quiet before the Lord. The Scripture says, "I'm gonna reiterate this. This Scripture is gonna resonate with you the rest of your life." Teach me, teach me. Now, some of you haven't been taught, and you got some. Of you, some of you, I can tell when you have a hard time receiving because you got all that television and all that the culture and all the stuff in politics, and this, and this, and this, and that, and you full of everything but the Word of God. And so when I preach the truth, you say, well, what's that? It's the Bible. Teach, teach me. That's the first thing. Now, when you're taught, then I will be quiet. You have to be taught how to be quiet. Don't have to be the first to say everything. Don't act like you know everything. Don't, don't act like... Unless you have your say, nothing can go. Look how quiet he got. <laughs> teach me and I will be quiet. he teaches teach you how to be quiet. And then when he teaches you how to be quiet, when he shows you how to be quiet, then here's a sequence. Show me where I have been wrong. And he will show you how you've been wrong to your child, wrong to your wife, your husband, your sister, your brother, your in-law, your co-worker, another church member. There is a spiritual sequence to being quiet before the Lord. Sadly, some saints do not discover this truth about stillness and quiet until late in their lives. Number three, being still is so valuable because it leads you to make better life decisions. Being still is so valuable because it leads you to make better life decisions. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge Him and He will direct your path. When you are not quiet, when you are not quiet and still before the Lord, you will be more inclined to trust political parties. When you are not quiet, you'll be more inclined to trust, put all your trust in human reasoning, human opinions, You'd be more inclined to put your trust in ideologies, philosophies, to put your trust in tradition and religion. A person can be religious and bust hell wide open. You can be religious without a relationship with Jesus Christ. Rather, you should trust God and his word and seeking his direction and his guidance in your decision making, trusting his guidance in your dating, trusting his guidance guide us in who you should marry. That's why some of you have been married one, two, three three times and you and then you and then the fourth one is over too? Listen, don't you mess up another life. <laughs> Just stop. Will you please stop? Please stop messing up these folk lives. You, 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 let God be your husband. See, look at I gotta pause on that a minute. (laughs) You see God for his direction and his guidance in your decision making, in marriage, your career path, in your finances, in knowing his perfect will for your life. Number four, you receive wisdom from God when you are still before him. Wisdom comes as a result of being still before him. James 1 5 says if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally without reproach and it will be given to him. Now let me say something about this wisdom because you need it in America. America is turned upside down. Folk don't know right from wrong. Everything is subliminal and you're going to be wiped off your feet if you don't know what is truth. Let me, let me tell you something that, that you're not going to hear from the pundits. Godly wisdom starts with the fear of of God and results in a holy life. Godly wisdom starts with the what? Fear of God and results in a holy life. Let me tell you something else about wisdom. Wisdom is the right use and application of knowledge. Did you get it now? I want you to get this. Are you young folk out there in college? If you leave this church and you go crazy, it's your fault. Nobody ought to indoctrinate you from your faith and walk with the Lord, and you start acting like them to your own demise. Amen. Wisdom is the right use and application of knowledge. You can have knowledge and not have wisdom. It is to do the right thing. You know what wisdom is? It's to do the right thing in the right time in the right way. Listen. Only when we use knowledge wisely, only when we use knowledge wisely, do we give evidence of being spiritual. If you can't use knowledge wisely, then you don't have the evidence of being spiritual. You know what wisdom is? Wisdom is to discern what is just. Wisdom is to discern what is proper and to discern what is useful. I'm talking about wisdom. I'm giving you something now you're not going to get on ABC, CBS, Fox, CNN, NBQ2 people. Okay? OK? OK? Only when you use knowledge wisely do we give evidence of being spiritual. Wisdom is to discern what is proper, ju- what is just, proper and useful. Godly wisdom often requires us to do that which is opposite our natural tendencies. Godly wisdom often requires us to do that which is opposite our natural tendencies. Only when our life is aligned with the Word of God, led by the Spirit of God, and praying in dependence upon God, will we receive divine wisdom from God. Now, I said that fast. How many of you want me to say that again? I know you do. Look at all those hands. Let me just slow that down. Listen again. Only when our life is aligned, only when our life is aligned with the Word of God, led by the Spirit of God, and praying in dependence upon God, will we receive divine wisdom from God. You know what wisdom is? Wisdom is also the God-given ability to apply and see all of life through the lens of Scripture. When you see all of life through the word of God, it will raise you up. People will be drawn to you because you got a word from the Lord. You will be a blessing. You will help people in ways you cannot imagine. Wisdom is also the God-given ability to apply and see all of life through the lens of Scripture. We are most negligent indeed when we fail to consult the all-wise God for counsel, direction, and wisdom. Number five, being still teaches us to trust God and wait on his timing. Now, that's a big one. Being still teaches us to trust God and to wait on his what? Timing. Psalms 27 14. Psalms 2714 says, wait on the Lord. Let's say wait. Amen. And some of you are in a quarter right now because you're asking yourself, why couldn't I just wait? Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say on the Lord. I want you to hear every word I'm about to say. Listen to this bald-headed black preacher. Apart from trusting the Lord. You will struggle if you fail to wait on him. Let me say it again. Apart from trusting the Lord, you will struggle if you fail to wait on him. One of Satan's greatest tool in his satanic arsenal is impatience and getting you to move ahead of God's timing for your life. Satan is quite crafty in that he knows that some of you will not do the hardcore sins. So he cunningly, craftily changes his satanic tactics to entice you to move ahead of God's time schedule for your life, which results in failure. Move ahead of God's time schedule, which results in disillusionment. Move ahead of God's time schedule, which results in disappointment. How much trouble could you have saved yourself in this life if you had waited for the right person in marriage and sought God's approval before making that major decision? Didn't listen to your wife and she says, I told you so. Or vice versa, the husband say, I told you so. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, you could be better off, but you you did not leave your employment ahead of time. You You left off schedule and not on schedule. Some of you retired too early and now you have to get a second job because of the increased cost of living. How much trouble you could have saved yourself if you had allowed God to move you instead of your company relocating you without God's permission because of seeking position and money, and now you end up with no joy. Now you're all the way up in Kansas somewhere. You make the money, but you're in a hot mess. It hasn't been right since you moved. And some of you want to move back home, and I say, For what? I don't want to go back home. When I go back home and see some of my old friends, man, they don't have their teeth. They all look sicker. They all on walkers. They all have bad. I just look at it. I get depressed. I'm so glad God moved me to San Antonio. I don't know what to do. I'm glad I'm here, and I ain't going nowhere, and nobody is going to deceive me out of my blessing. Be where you belong. Be where you belong. When you are out of the will of God, you have no peace, no contentment, because God did not release you to make that move in the first place. In all my years in the pastorate, I have heard many people say they regretted not waiting on the Lord, but I have not one time heard a person say they waited on the Lord and they regretted it. What's so amazing about the earthly ministry of Jesus is that he did not allow Satan Circumstances of people to move him ahead of God's divine time schedule. Let me show you what I'm talking about. In John chapter 2, verse 4b, Jesus said, my time has not yet come. In other words, you can't move me off of God's divine time clock. In other words, Jesus stayed on his kingdom schedule that God ordained for him. Jesus was born in the fullness of time. He commenced his earthly ministry at the the appointed time. Jesus was on schedule for his baptism by John and the Trinity affirmed his divinity right on time when the Holy Spirit descended upon him in the form of a dove and his heavenly father said in Matthew 3:17 This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. The religious leaders attempted to kill Jesus because he claimed to be God, but they could not because his time had not yet come. They could not kill him before the time. The scripture says in John 8:57 through 59 you are not yet 50 years old, they said to him, and you have seen Abraham? Verily, verily, I say, verily, verily, uh, I tell you, Jesus' answered. before Abraham was born, I am. In other words, I talked to Abraham, (laughs) and I knew him then and before. Verse 59 says, at this time, they picked up stones to stone him, but Jesus hid himself slipping away from the temple grounds. Why did they try to stone Jesus? Because he claimed to be God. When he, when he said, before Abraham, I, I am, he was saying, I'm God, I'm God, and they couldn't take it. They thought that was blasphemy, they sought to kill it, but couldn't. Jesus came into Jerusalem riding on a donkey and presented himself as king before the people right on schedule. He went to the cross, suffered, bled, and died right on time. He was buried and did not rise until the appointed time because he had to be three days and three nights uh, to fulfill prophecy. And early Sunday morning, he rose from the dead right on God's divine time schedule. And church, our Lord is coming back again at the appointed what? Time. So, refuse to allow Satan to move you ahead of God's divine schedule for your life. In closing, we will have the best year ever if we are determined to be still. Let go of our selfishness. Let go of our own personal agenda. Let go of our own personal pleasure. Be mindful your pleasure is not God's priority but rather surrender to Christ. Take pleasure in the great God of hope who is able to relax you, who is able to refresh you, who's able to comfort you, who's able to help you get through your stressful moments, your anxiety, who's able to release you from oppression, depression, worry, fear, bitterness, which he's able to heal your emotions, your hurt, your pain, your past so that you can have the best year ever i submit to you today be still and know that i am god and all god's children said hey hallelujah to the lamb of god Now, I I have about two more sermons. I didn't hardly get through with that message. There's more where that came from. If the Lord let me tarry a few more weeks. But you're here today, and God, how many of y'all know God spoke to you? Let me see your hand. He got your attention. He got your attention. But the question is, what you gonna do with it? Huh, that was a nice sermon. he, He did a pretty good job. Who told you to evaluate me? Who do you think you are? with your little puny self. My evaluation is coming when I get to hell. <laughs> I don't need your endorsement as long as I have God's backing. All I need to do is do what God t- tells me to do. He said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men. You know why you come in here? Because you know you're going to get a word from God. Your life is going to be set and all there's going to be structure. God God has got to navigate you through the word. And so you keep coming and you keep coming and you keep coming because there's food in the spiritual trough. People who are getting fed don't go far far. They hang around the truth. I don't worry about you going anywhere unless something wrong with you. (laughs) Something wrong with you, you might need to go. I don't have to entertain you and I don't have to swing from lights. You know, if I have to swing from lights, the next time I gotta jump off the roof. All I got to do is preach the word and it's sufficient. You've heard the word of God and God loves you. Jesus loves you. This I know for the Bible tells me so. And God wants more out of you this year. You're in a new year. Some of you, you're not saved and you say, if I can just get in a new year. Okay, you're in a new year. What you going to do? Some of you say, you know what, I'm saved, but I haven't joined a church, and I've been saying I'm going to join. I said next year. Well, next year has come. It's arrived. 2022, what you going to do? Now you're going to say 4th of July? (laughs) God is tired of your stuff. And God knows how to give you a God-sized whipping when you've heard the word and you deliberately re- rebel against the word and there are consequences that are indescribable. You haven't had a whipping like God's whipping. The word of God says today you hear my voice harden not your heart. The word of God says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved
1: As committed children of the only true and living God, we walk by faith and not by sight. Life on earth is not easy. Yet, even in the midst of trials and tribulations, we have joy, hope, peace, strength, and God's blessed assurance as we face trials.